0: listening to Given," the one with Zach Noe Towers. Well, hello there, Hello, Florence. How are we today? I'm good, I think. think? I mean, as I was talking about burnout last week, still burning out. Mm -hmm.
1: That I think as well is so, it's so loaded. (laughs) It's like, I'm good. I think like I want to be good but I actually just don't (laughs) fucking know it's when people it really frustrates me when people say I'm fine because I'm fine feels so loaded as well it's just I'm fine it's like you can't be fine if you're just saying I am fine
0: yeah I yeah most of my replies to people is like I'm okay
1: I'm okay but that also sounds sad like
0: I know, I'm I'm very like ambivalent about- I'm okay. I'm very ambivalent about stuff recently, which is definitely a symptom of burnout, Mm. which is why I think that also the imposter syndrome of even having the burnout in the first place. All my days, yeah. (sighs) Anyway, this isn't very interesting for a podcast all about sex and sexy stuff.
1: (laughs) Speaking of sex and sexy stuff, do you have any sexy updates? (laughs)
0: You know what? I do. And I had a very interesting sexual experience a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. And it included what I kind of could only describe as energy sex.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> In <your> face. <laughs> <That> sounds lovely.
0: <laughs> so it happened on a night where I was standing with a guy that I was seeing And we had been out for a day, went back to his, watched some TV, ended up in the bed and we were just cuddling, making out and he, said to me that he didn't really, he wasn't really in the mood for sex because he was really tired from work. And I was like, oh my God, same. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not in the mood for sex. I'm on my period and I just cannot be bothered with that right now. And we ended up continuing to make out. And then the making out turned like, you know when you suddenly just like click and you're like super in the moment and super horny. Super
1: present. Mm -hmm.
0: And the making out session just ended up being this like, The only way I can describe it is like this exchange of energy, which was just like us kind of rolling around on the bed like the experience was like having sex, but without any penetration. So it was like I was breathing in his energy and it was kind of going around in a circle. And afterwards I was like, wow, that kind of felt like we had sex, but we Didn't
1: have sex? Do do you feel like you had maybe like an energy orgasm or some kind of climax of some kind? Um, uh,
0: I don't know if there was an orgasm involved. It was just this this, like really pleasurable or like full body experience.
1: So were you sexual physically in any way? Um,
0: mm, not Really, there was there might have been like slight rubbing of genitals, but like not really. Was it
1: mostly like holding each other or kissing?
0: Yeah, Yeah, like Mm -hmm. lots of touching, grabbing, loads of kissing.
1: Oh, that sounds really lovely.
0: It was really nice. And afterwards I was very satisfied as well. I was like, this nice. And like I love connected experiences. So for me, that really like it was, yeah, it was quite magical. Yeah, so in that got, moment
1: you've got your intimacy needs met. Definitely.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: Yeah. That sounds Which good. kind
0: of, you know, that that's interesting, isn't it? Cuz you can like think that you want sex, but you could actually maybe have your needs met in a different way that isn't the normal kind of penetration. I
1: feel like that needs to be written in the book of Come Curious. Like that should be in stone. And yeah, I am also very guilty of doing that as well. It's like, Mm. I must have sex to feel satisfied. or I must have an orgasm to feel satisfied. That's the one that fucks me the most. Mm -hmm. And it ruins a lot of shit as well. And you could just be having a really nice experience. Yeah, you're sitting there going, but I haven't come yet. I haven't come. Oh my God, the sex is ruined or this moment's ruined because I haven't had an orgasm yet.
0: Or they haven't. You, you don't believe me that it was energy sex. No,
1: okay? no, 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 no. That's not what I've said. <laughs> I do believe, uh, like, I feel like, again, it's just, it's just language, right? So energy sex for me and for my upbringing was always like really anti-holistic, anti-meditation, anti like all of this stuff. And throughout time, I've realized it's just, it's the same shit as science it's just described in a different way so energy sex for me
0: even if bouncing around
1: yeah like literal particles like science and um and shit so yeah it's maybe for me I wouldn't maybe I'm assuming that you mean in a spiritual way but that's not what you said energy sex was a literally a transferal of energy of atoms of of moving particles and that yeah i can fully fucking get behind and not to even say that if you had spiritual sex (laughs) that i wouldn't believe it it's just uh, it's just not on par with what how i see the world but it might be in a different way it might just be called something fucking different right yeah like this is why i was so anti yoga and meditation for so long because i was like all this hippie fucking mumbo jumbo shit and that's not fair because if someone had sat me down and said well meditation get rid of the word meditation and just sit there, focus on your breathing and do some mm-hmm. visualizing and your all your anxiety and panic attacks will stop. I'd be like, okay, that sounds like sciencey enough. But because yeah. it was called meditation and I had this like misconception or like the stereotype idea of what it was, I, I shunned it for years and years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that, love yoga. <laughs> yeah, yoga's
1: <laughs> fucking great. But what, yeah, I still, yeah. I, I still am trying to wrap my head around it and trying to like unlearn all the bad things that I was taught as mm. I was growing up by two atheist parents who were very mm-hmm. judgmental on religion Spiritual. yeah, and spirituality, Weed. yeah. Woo-woo shit, yeah. Woo-woo shit. So yeah, I love fuck that. you parents, fuck you parents. Although, I mean, they're, they're all like, you can believe in whatever you want, but lololol you believe in God, you know? Like it was <laughs> like,
0: mm, that's not really oh. letting us believe in what we want. No. Well, do you have any updates today, Reid?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I've had a big realisation recently. Mm. um, And I believe that I suffer quite badly from relationship
0: anxiety. Oh. I've never heard of that before.
1: It's a bit of a weird one. I hadn't read. I mean, I've heard of it before, but I thought of it being something completely different. Like... um, I mean, relationship anxiety is huge and I always assumed it was like, oh, oh, I'm worried that my partner's going to cheat on me or, you know, something quite big and dramatic. But when I started looking it up, I was like ticking off so many of these boxes and going like, wow, yeah, I think like that. Wow, yeah, I do that. And um, and realizing a lot of what I was feeling, negative feelings that I was feeling about my relationship, it's just boils down to my own anxiety and and obsessions and focuses and and insecurities um, rather than blaming somebody else and so yeah that was like a a, yeah massive fears Um, and one of the main things I learned was it often happens after the honeymoon phase of a relationship that makes Um, sense Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm in at the moment. We've had the huge, like lovely honeymoon phase and now it's sort of settling down to comfortability and getting used to each other and getting to know each other without trying to be perfect. And like, you know, um, what's the word? Showing your
0: best self kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. So now we're sort of settling to who we actually are from day to day, rather than like, wow, look at me. I'm amazing all the time. I'm perfect. And it's just the (laughs) fucking dream. so I found this great article on Relish, which is hellorelish.com. There's it's about 20 signs that you have relationship anxiety and how to cope. So some of these, things like wondering if you matter, questioning your partner's feelings, waiting for something to go wrong. I do that all the fucking mm. time. Doubting your compatibility, avoiding relationship mm. milestones. It's like, oh. whoa, I did exactly the same thing. I was like, I don't want to be boyfriend and girlfriend yet. It's like, yeah, you fucking did.
0: Yeah. Um, comparing your relationship. you the one that popped the question. Yes,
1: so. I did. That was so cute. Um, <laughs> and Sam was really gutted because he was like, oh, I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, comparing your relationship to others. Fuck, we do that all the mm-hmm. time. Looking for reasons to break up. I do this all time the time sabotaging the relationship constantly thinking your partner wants to break up over analyzing their words and over analyzing their actions and I again words me like you know Sam might say something and I will be like like horrified how can you say this and I'll make it into this big thing and blah 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 and it most of the time it's just a miscommunication he's just used the wrong sentence format or like the wrong type of words to communicate like boys struggle to learn how to communicate like they're not encouraged to communicate and so they can't learn as easily as we are. Missing out on good times, constantly needing reassurance from your partner, clinginess, Mm. checking your partner's texts, self silencing is part of relationship anxiety being overly accommodating to your partner you are demanding or controlling of your partner and i can do this as well i can definitely try and control sam yeah um sex related anxiety keeping secrets fuck right all of this stuff i was like holy fucking shit and i didn't take off all of those things it was just like a good few that really sort of went
0: yeah oh i I feel like so many people can relate to that. I think I probably even had that in the past. Yep,
1: And it also explains how maybe other relationships in our past haven't worked out. So one of my main issues was trying to figure out if if it was anxiety or if it was actually a problem. Um, Because, of course, there are going to be issues throughout a relationship, right?
0: Yeah. So how do you know? How do you know if it's a problem or lost the anxiety
1: yeah so um i i read this another great article um by it's on marie claire and this mm. is by melissa mason and it's called i battled with relationship anxiety all my life and it talks about the type of relationship anxiety i feel um yeah. which isn't necessarily like um you know some other characteristics but it more sort of spoke to me and what she says yeah. she's figured out that when it's anxiety the need to break up is urgent you know it's like it all builds up mm. and then you're like oh my god I have to end things now or like oh this isn't working he's gonna break up with me now or something like that um yeah. And that was what I've been feeling is this sort of like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Oh my God, we need to end it right now. And it wasn't this sort of like, and there was no time for, right, let's have a conversation about these issues, sit down, see if they work. Like relationships, when they break up, it takes time for that to happen. But with anxiety, it's like really fucking quick. So yeah, that I've been working on at the moment and it's honestly changed everything. As soon as I sort of had this, epiphany moment like our relationship has gotten so much better
0: wow and I'm that's so good I'm
1: feeling a lot better about it I'm still working on a lot of shit
0: <laughs> uh, little
1: little things and little moments that keep me up at night but that's just anxiety for you so the more you're mm. aware of it the more you can stop it in its tracks acknowledge it unpack it deal with it and then move it aside and be like okay thank yeah. you unhelpful brain or helpful brain
0: we should unpack this really deeply on Love High. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, please. Yeah. Yes. For every, anyone do a, who doesn't let's know, let do a whole episode on it. Anyone who doesn't know, Love High is Florence's new podcast. Um, so yeah. Go check it out because it's it's all about love. It's, it's yeah. lovely. All right, okay, fuck, I feel like so much better. I've got that off my chest, you know? what it's been yeah. like, when you've been holding it in, you're like, oh, I've
0: got this exciting thing I've learned. Um, I love I love how us recording this podcast is therapy. It is
1: therapy. This is what people need to be doing, you know, with their friends and their partners yes. and colleagues and family members, if you can, just like- Vocalise it. Talk about shit. Um, mm-hmm. And I have felt shame about relationship anxiety. I'm like, Me? anxious about relationships no never but
0: it, it, it's there and that's the proof so yeah 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 feeling feeling good man feeling well, thank you so much for being open with that oh, thank you for listening <laughs> my heart <laughs> shall we Should we get zach on and talk about being a sort of and anal sex yes that sounds that sounds bloody yeah. great i'd love to
1: do yeah that. i'd love that lo- shall we do it Let's, Let's do it. it. Mate, I was fucking dignitised. <laughs>
0: Hi Zach. Hi. So oh. good to see you, my LA friend.
2: I know, it's so great <laughs> to see you and it's so good to meet you, Reed. Oh,
1: it's so good to meet you. I cannot believe that you turned up on time and it is 7am over there. What, what, how? How? <laughs>
0: <laughs> explain
1: please well,
2: first of all i am definitely i am like an on time is late person so like <laughs> I, I i like i hate when people are late so like i i was here for it and then i'm a morning person i'm a little morning bitch i uh <laughs> i wake up at like 6 30 and i lay in bed and i like wow. do like the notifications and the emails mm-hmm. and then i'm i'm out by like 7 15. Yeah, it's insane. not very la to be early I go back and forth on that because, like, LA is not like a late night town either. You know what mm. I mean? It's like, it's, it's. I feel like LA is more yoga, coffee, smoothie than True. sleeping until in noon. But maybe mm-hmm. not. Oh
0: right. Maybe maybe when people are at home, they can turn up on time to podcasts and stuff. Sh- but as soon sure. as you put, as soon as you put someone from LA in a car, that's that's when oh. they're late.
2: Okay, LA is definitely late. Like, LA's like, <laughs> LA, is like, LA, the whole thing is we get there late, we leave early. That's that's LA in a nutshell. Everyone has someplace better to be at all times. <laughs> but yeah.
1: So good. I cannot oh wait God.
2: to go out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like my pee poo. <laughs> yeah. You, you read, you look very LA. If I were to, like, oh, thank you. Is I'll that t- a compliment? A lot it of there. people don't like LA. A-
0: <laughs> that is a compliment. I think like LA, LA women are really fucking hot. So oh. if you fit into someone that looks like they're from LA. It, yes.
1: It's the influencer look, right? It's like, I'm not gonna fade into the background. Like, look at me. Like I'm on my fucking phone doing some <laughs> shit. So yeah, maybe, maybe. For the
0: curious fuckers who might not know you, could you explain a little bit about yourself?
2: Um, I'm gay and... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean
0: to
1: love. It was
2: like, that was the first <laughs> thing you went for. I was expecting like, so this is my CV.
1: And then it was like,
0: gay. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, that's like a huge part of your identity. I just love coming out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Skip. Well, well, and it's like approaching pride. So maybe that's important. Oh, um, Yeah. Let's see. I'm like from the Midwest, but I've lived in LA like 13 years now and I'm a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. writes and acts and like I do a lot of hosting, which I never I knew I was gonna do but like it's like just what's happened and I enjoy it. I'm super sex positive. Uh, God made me a bottom but I'm aspiring (laughs) pansexual. So right now I'm like this end of the spectrum like I want to get railed by guys but like I ultimately would love to have sexual experiences with everyone.
0: Oh my god! That's, that's so exciting,
1: Beautiful. Florence. You sent me, um, you sent me a picture of somebody who just found out a new sexuality, and that was it was the cutest was that- thing
0: abosexual or yeah, something like, like that abosexual. but it was something about being really fluid in your sexuality so that, like sometimes you like this sometimes you like that yeah. and you fit into like the whole spectrum Throughout basically your, like your lifetime so it's not just being like bisexual, and sexual
1: <gasps> yeah where it's like you you fluctuate in different moments of your lifetime depending on who you're with and i was like that's so amazing i know that's, it's so
2: cute it's so like what i feel like humans are possible or are capable of But, like, Mm -hmm. we, like, keep ourselves in these little boxes of, like, judgment and shame. And it, like, Mm -hmm. just keeps us from exploring, I think.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. A lot of people just hated the change and were like, I don't want to fit into a box. It's like the boxes aren't there. The labels aren't there for if you don't want them. We're not forcing you in them. It's just there for people who are looking for a community or looking to understand themselves more. Like, that's what's amazing about them. I think we're, Yeah. We're in, we're we're seeing better days with sexuality. People are way yeah, more oh. open.
2: I was going to say, I did a, this is so dumb and not what we're talking about, but I did a show last night at a bar and both the bouncer and the bartender, straight men, had their nails painted. Oh my God, yes. One was black and the other was sparkly blue. And I like totally made fun of them, but like in like a, in like a, this is great. Like this is great. Like my bullies are painting their nails, you know, like. Yeah, this is, that's so it's a step cute. in the right direction. Oh my God, yeah. straight
1: mask men doing femme shit is like, pff, like explosion, Ma- Niagara uh, Falls. Fucking, yes. Oh, it's
0: hot. It's so fucking hot. I think it's just hot when <sighs> people are like relaxed with the flexibility mm. of masculinity and femininity. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, and it's so funny that you say that. Someone told me once that like the people most prone to like violence are the people who toy with, the suspected attributes of a gender so masculine mm. women and feminine men mm-hmm. are like targets more so than you yeah. know masculine gay guys or feminine lesbians so yeah it is interesting that like I love it when people can be chill about it and just yeah be. yeah
0: oh it's so beautiful more yeah. more nail painting everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> so you grew up in mid midwest america which is oh. quite conservative
2: right it is i grew up in missouri um which is like definitely like the bible belt this the the midwest yeah it's um but i grew up in st louis which is like one of the bigger cities and so it was fine like my my parents really created a safe space for me and then um i did musical theater so like the theater oh, yeah. adults of the city really took care of me mm. um and then I like st- I like started the Gay Straight Alliance at my high school when I was like <gasps> you started <a> it, <gasps> but but as like as like a bisexual, so oh, I wasn't even wow. like fully like comfortable with myself. I don't think that's still I amazing it, but... though. That must have been so scary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, my high school, like my, I was only ever teased by like people I didn't know. If that makes sense, like my my mm-hmm. classmates yeah. were very like kind and like looking back pretty progressive i think we had a we had a, a couple g- out gay people one was a cheerleader a boy who was a cheerleader and he was gay and so amazing i was also in an all male a cappella group in high school and yes
0: <laughs> please
2: and, <laughs> and we were like respected it was like crazy like we made a cd every year and we like sold out <laughs> the concerts and it was like it was fun like i had a good for a gay boy in the midwest i had like a good youth. yeah
0: that doesn't sound that bad Yeah. Mm, Nice. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're,
1: I think we're just stereotyping the Midwest, aren't we? Where it's like, it's all bad. You were sent Mm. to like gay conversion therapy, (laughs) burn at the stake, like everything. That's what I'm imagining. Like,
2: oh shit. Well, you know, like that is probably so many people's story. Like Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. people had it very rough and I'm, I'm even probably romanticizing it. Like I've been called faggots. Like, throughout my life. I've been called faggot mm-hmm. this calendar year, you know, out you know, just outside of LA. So it's, like, I think wow. I often, like, suppress, like, the stuff that bothers me. Or not suppress, but, like, I don't give it much of my time, energy, or, like, mental capacity. I'm just, like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Um, so, yeah, I, it was probably, like, a little bit scarier than I'm, like, letting on. It was definitely scary having a secret and like being in a place yeah. where gay was an insult and like, like gay guys were gross or like, you know, I'm like a kid of the 90s. So like I remember kind of like HIV or like AIDS. Yeah. being like mm-hmm. Not a joke, yeah, but like just- it was like, oh, you're gayer than AIDS. It's like. Ooh, like
1: yeah I don't know. it's like south park days family guy kind of jokes yeah. and also our parents telling us about all the the stuff that they learned the aids the aids crisis they i mean it wasn't even well it was a crisis but it was like more of like scare tactics totally. about aids uh, in the in the 80s mm. and that's i've i remember being fed that by my parents and
2: yeah and like god bless our parents it was definitely like we continue to kind of live in like a fear-based society but like um yeah. our parents like didn't have the internet like our parents were just going off of like the like rumors at church you know or not your parents mm. but like my parents maybe but you know <laughs> church rumors <laughs> how, yeah. how
0: was it coming out to your parents
2: Um, it was like, fine. My mom cried, but she was just concerned that I was going to have a harder life. Like, I think she like genuinely, because like, honestly, my, my nana and papa, my grandma and grandpa, their best friends were this gay couple in Palm Springs. And so they like, yeah, so it was a very, and my aunt is like, she did a ton of work with AIDS and like, she, um, is huge. She's not huge in the gay community. She's like a, such a big supporter of the gay community. So like, honestly, like it was like not bad it was honestly when mm. on my terms when i came out because i was also like ai am gonna say this with love a gay ass little boy um <laughs> i <laughs> i had barbies you know i what i had all girlfriends like i was summer party with the girls like all those mm. i did a ballet like i was in dance class from like 10 to 18, like I was gay. I was gay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think a lot of people, like what your mom was worried about was, she was worried that you were gonna have a harder life. And I think a lot of people who worry they're gonna have gay kids are worried about that. Is there any advice that you can give people um, about not feeling bad for their child if they're gay?
2: Yeah, first of all, um, don't have kids as my first um, <laughs> advice. Great advice. My first yeah. piece of advice. But uh, yeah, I mean get get to as big of a city as you possibly can. If you're really concerned for your kid, get to a bigger city where there's like resources and communities that normalize you know, atypical genders and, and, and things like that, you know, like, uh, or sexualities. Uh, Mm. but man, that is really, I, you know, what really does trip me out is that like, I came out like 20 years ago and it's like Mm. still a thing we're talking about. Like it's still, we're, we're so connected. We have all this information. We can talk to anyone in the world and, and get the facts and like coming out is still like what That's do you thing. do? Oh, like that just that bothers me so much. Like, yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. You know?
1: it, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. You know, we should be, we don't we shouldn't have to fucking come out.
0: Um, I don't know. No, but, we shouldn't. There should be no assumed sexuality
2: on yeah. anyone.
0: Yeah, but we still live also, in that like, society.
2: Unless you're trying to fuck me why do you care like why do you care true Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: very very true (sighs) you have a really funny bit about your dad and what he said to you
2: (laughs) yeah he actually so he's part lumped in that like he didn't want my life to be harder group and Mm -hmm. he just asked when I came out if he was any part of the reason I ended up being gay and I was like no in like a cute way yeah and I was like of course not you're not the reason I'm gay uh you're probably the reason I'm a bottom though um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like you spanked me Dad. too much yeah yeah <laughs> <She> was- yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah fucking daddy issues yeah, yeah. we all have them um, do yeah. talk about daddy issues all do you the really time? Wait, how,
2: how, do, how do yeah. daddy issues manifest in y'all's life
0: Oh fucking good, fucking just,
1: question.
0: I mean, I guess I, I swear, all of my relationships, I'm just looking for approval from a man. Yeah, I, so I I'm feel just like, like I'm, wanting that.
1: I'm doing something very similar where, like, every boyfriend I had or every partner I've had, I'm like, oh shit, you're like my dad in that aspect. You're like my dad, <laughs> or I, it's um, you know, dad left um at a young age, and I was still like looked at him like. as perfect godly like you're the best i have so much fun with you but like you're still living miles and miles away and i never get to see you and so there's so many attributes, and then on top of that, I'm, I'm like, like the re- yeah, the age regression shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Where I'm like, no, 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 I don't like daddy, dom, little girl role play. But everything I do is that, and that's what turns me on, yeah. and that's what makes me feel secure and hell. It and turns I'm like, me on so oh, much. pick me up, daddy. made me feel like loved and special and cute, and, and uh, like, are you proud of me?
0: Are you fucking proud of me? You're proud of me? <sighs> like, love it, <laughs> just. <laughs>
2: Jesus. So Do you relate?
0: We, Do you like daddy-doms? So
2: I have never, like, wanted to call a guy daddy. Although if he mm-hmm. a guy calls me, like, boy or good boy, like, that really dampens yes. things. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, way, like, 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 more daddy more
1: issues than anything, though, right? Like, because we, we want that, clearly, but we still can't say daddy and compartmentalize and separate it. It's like, we should yeah. be able to separate it, but we can't. Yeah. We're still like, uh, need my therapist immediately.
2: It's extra bad. It's such a thing though. Oh no, it's just like, daddy issues are like, I just did like a sketch show with a friend and one of the whole, the topics of one of the whole episodes is daddy issues. And like, <laughs> they're just, they're running rampant. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting, it's like, do you guys think they are like detrimental or do you think it's like something we collectively all need to work on? Like, so they don't exist.
1: Collectively. I mean, I was thinking about, um, you know, we have daddy issues, we have mommy issues, but daddy issues come up more because unfortunately most men are fucking useless at being a parent. Most men leave and emotionally check the fuck out. And so daddy issues happen, not just to very sexually open people, but to everyone. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've only just been able to get rid of the shame and the embarrassment and the stigma and talk about it and actually therefore working through it, rather than so many people that think it's so weird that actually also have daddy issues or parent issues or mummy issues.
2: Um, The craziest thing I've heard recently is like how like men use oh she has daddy issues as kind of like an insult to her but it's like yes you gave them to like men gave them to her (laughs) like why are you excluding yourself yeah
1: Yeah, get that. I get that a lot, or we get that a lot as sex workers because you know, sex workers, porn stars, escort strippers, everyone Mm -hmm. is like, oh, they've got daddy issues. It's like, no, the fucking world has daddy issues. You're just trying to excuse the fact that they're hypersexual or they're taking their sexuality and their bodies into their own hand. It fucks me off, man.
0: It's the it's the emotional unavailability of men, which has been taught down generation to generation that men can't express their emotions and therefore how are they supposed to show up for a child if they can't even show up for themselves Mm -hmm. when it comes to how they feel
2: Mm. it it's like it's so frustrating too because it (laughs) it like breaks my heart for men like not to sympathize Mm. and i'm not i'm not putting myself in this category but like the fact that men don't feel like vulnerability is like a great quality to have Mm -hmm. like it's still deemed as, like, weak, you know, to be, like, honest yeah. and, like, brave with so your emotions.
1: Mm. So yeah. true. Getting there slowly, though, aren't we? Just ticking, yeah. ticking around that we're getting there. I think the power I mean, of the internet is really fucking helping. But, and also therapy, it not being so fucking demonized. and Stigmatized, an, yeah. As, yeah, stigmatized. Yeah. People are, you know, it's, it's kind of weird if you don't get therapy now. It's like you don't have a therapist. Like, you're happy just... Believing what your mind's telling you? Okay, all right.
2: Uh, I have a guy friend who just got into a relationship and they started seeing a couples therapist without any issue because they want to be in that like habit of like going to the couples therapist
1: oh so good that is looking after your relationship that's what it looks like there's that weird ass like against stigma that's like oh it must be really bad for you because you're seeing a relationships therapist it's like Mm -hmm. no they're gonna have a really strong relationship because they're getting there before all these fucking issues turn into something that you can't come back from
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the ultimate commitment actually to like working on your relationship. Like, you really love that person to be like, I'm gonna make this work so good that we're gonna see a therapist when we don't even have problems. Instead
1: of like, will you marry me? It's like, wanna see a relationships (gasps) therapist? (laughs) Down on one knee? And I would, mate, oh, that would be it. That
0: would be it. Fuck me so you have a podcast called good morning sodomites what does sodomite actually mean
2: (laughs) um i think it's like like, it's very biblical like in its origin (laughs) i believe like sodom and gomorrah but it's like kind of um anyone who has like sex not for procreation like i guess people who enjoy sex just based on like the sinful nature of like you know uh (laughs) Coming,
1: nice yeah Uh, i mean it does what it says on the
0: tin right does it when we did a little bit of research and it collates to like talking about anal sex
2: quite often yeah like sodomy is like in the butt there's a lot of like i when i looked it up like when i started the vice there's like a lot it's like oral (laughs) sex anal sex um sex that's not seeking you know fertilization or whatever and then like some one person wrote in there like doesn't that mean like fucking animals? I'm like, no. Like I, to my knowledge, it does not mean <laughs> fucking animals. Oh my animals. god, what? Yeah, I know people. People are crazy, but wow. yeah, it definitely like heavily leans on anal. Yeah,
0: yeah. If- we actually wanted to talk to you about anal because both me and Reed have like only just started our anal voyages. Yes. So you know, we could we need all the bottom tips, basically, please. <laughs>
2: First of all, you're brave And if I had a vagina, I don't think I'd ever use my asshole I would sew it shut I'd be like, bye girl Um, No, anal sex You know what's so funny is like I I still have like a love-hate relationship with anal sex It is it can be like for me and i don't know if you, maybe you can confirm this i should have looked this up probably at some mm. point in my life but like men have like a pretty substantial prostate gland and women have a much smaller prostate gland and like that is key oh. in in having very pleasurable experiences in your asshole like as we near mm-hmm. orgasm or as we're becoming erect like the prostate is stimulated 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 and like it swells and becomes more sensitive as we're like mm. nearing an orgasm so like if i'm getting fucked while like about to come or like jerking myself off like it's like a blackout orgasm it's like like twitchy convulsy, like whoa uh, like uh, uh, and like oh. i need a moment like as i have like aftershocks and stuff like that Um, yes (laughs) i mean
0: i I don't know because
1: i haven't had a prostate orgasm but like i'm just like sounds amazing relishing off of the orgasm you're describing like those are the best ones i think we we have like g-spot clitoral like blended orgasms very similar
2: so for me it's like when it's good it is amazing when it's bad i'm like why Mm -hmm. do we do this i can't believe i like prepped for this like because i'm sure you know like there's the whole aspect of prep- pre- uh, preparing for anal and it's just it's a mm-hmm. lot and yeah
1: it's a it's a lot we we wholeheartedly sympathize i feel like a lot <laughs> of women as well a lot of vagina owners will feel exactly the same way about that analogy yeah. about you know when it's really good it's really good but when it's when you don't you're not into the person it yeah it feels like a violation If you're not ready for
0: it, basically, because your body has to be so relaxed. And Mm -hmm. so like, you need to be so in the moment where you're ready for the anal, not just sex. Like it has to be anal specific ready for it to be good.
1: (laughs) So what do you do to prep for anal? How do you make anal less scary?
2: (laughs) Um, Okay. so. Man, there's so many answers to this, and it's been such a learning experience for me because, like, 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 Zach in his twenties would like starve himself basically, and like, like, oh, yeah. I know. So it's just because the okay, the fear of poop is like scarier than like my parents' mortality. Like, I'm just like I, I, <laughs> I like fear the concept of poop being of of making appearance during sex. Than my mom passing Mm -hmm. away. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, so like (laughs) the fear was very real before. And now I would say prep for me is like, it's better when you would uh, adopt a lifestyle that is more conducive to anal, which is just like literally like getting your fruits and veggies in, like getting your fiber supplements in, like being regular, like For me, at Mm. least, because I don't want the poop thing. But, like, um, so I feel most powerful as, like, a bottom, like, one to four hours after I've had a great BM, like, a bowel movement. Do you know what I mean?
1: A BM? Yeah. (laughs) That sounded like a sex move. But I was like, oh, it's
2: just a shit. (laughs) A shit, yeah. (laughs) A big dump. So I have, like, a big, like you know like oh this is so gross oh, i'm so, so sorry worse. but you know like when you have like a nice no, give it <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> a nice poo with a clean wipe you know yes mm, the ghost poo. The ghost, phantom poo. wait ghost
1: yes. poo is the ghost wipe phantom poo is when you look back in the
0: toilet and you don't see a poo anymore
2: i think that's it where you're like wait <laughs> i swear i shat where the fuck is yes. that yeah <laughs> Um, that
0: is the best for anal
2: yes when
1: there's no residue it's perfect consistency it's not too like constipated but it just flops out like a big old dick and you're like
0: oh yeah i I used to have that i used to have that all the time when i was vegan but now i've like gone slightly less vegan that that's less of a regular occurrence so i'm trying to figure out like how to get back in that spot they also say like uh, Uh, digestion is tough
2: No, digestion is very, you're, it's so, I'm still figuring out my body and like what foods my body like Mm. really, really likes. Um, But yeah, beyond that, like there is douching and like ah, douching, I mean, you know what douching is. Uh, I was trying to think, like, for those who don't know, um, but yeah, (laughs) douching is like very real. I like, I will be brave and say I don't love douching. Sometimes I feel like it
0: mm-hmm. can
2: create more of a problem than you had before. Um, I feel like you can like actually
0: like knock
2: things loose that like had no intention of of ever becoming loose. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like, I like to like kind of like, like assess when I last like chat, like obviously be super mm-hmm. like clean as I can be. <clears throat> And then, you know, like, like you guys said, like such a big part of a successful anal is like wanting to be there. Like I've had like horrible (laughs) anal experiences (laughs) when the dick was like kind of small or whatever. And then amazing, comfortable ones when they had a huge hog. Cause like my butt wanted it. It was like nom 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 nom. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like. Just ate it all up. It
0: ate it up. Yeah. That's hot. Do you have any hilarious anal stories?
2: <laughs> hilarious anal stories. Uh, man, okay, I have two, like, sex stories that, like, jump out in my head. But um, neither, like, well, the okay, the smaller one is it was in Thailand. And I was basically, I was with two other hot gay guys. Not saying I'm hot, but, like, two hot gay guys. Uh, and yeah. one... One brought home um, a couple and they were like in like, we all had like this, we had this three bedroom Airbnb and they, him and the couple went into the room and they were in there for a while. I was just on the couch, like watching TV or whatever. And then there's like kind of like a scuffle or like, there's like the noises stop, like the pleasurable noises stop. And then the two guys like come out of the room naked, like with boners yelling at each other. And like the couple had gotten into like a fight. And so my friend was still in the room and I like counseled these two like erect gay men like in the living room of this Airbnb, like their dicks are like deflating in real time. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like bringing them together. It was so funny too, because one had a bigger dick than the other and he was like, I hate when he fucks the guys first because then they can't feel my dick compared to his dick and it was just like wow it was just so funny because I was like so so drunk in like Bangkok like in this like beautiful like Airbnb and like Truly, being like a sex therapist with these two men I've never spoken be- to before, and I totally I calmed them down and I like got them back into the room to rail my friend, and yes. it felt very it felt very oh, good. Oh my that.
1: god, yes! You should polish your, your gay anal sex halo right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> that, that is a beautiful
0: awesome. story. I also love that story because it wasn't about you having sex, but it was yes. like a great little sexy moment for everyone else yeah. apart from you. <laughs> How do you feel about um, when you when someone comes in your ass? Um, what's your <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that? So how do you feel when someone comes in your? Like ass? you're waiting for the answer.
2: What <laughs> the pause? <balls. laughs> I definitely like my like my like little lizard brain like. I think I think I'm trying to get pregnant when I'm getting fucked a little bit, like. Yeah, it's so like, like breeding, like, fucking breed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like very like, yeah, like, fuck, you know, do you want my load? Yeah, like, give yes. it a uh, uh, yeah, like, give it. I will just uh, that, it uh, it uh, um, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yes. So, like, it, especially if I'm into the dude, like, I definitely want to, like, come, like, in one of my, like, holes. <sighs> Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, the one singular time that I had su- successful anal, which was recently, mm. um, which was lovely. <gasps> I was exactly. Thank you, thank you. It was when I was very hungover and all my inhibitions were gone. I was like, fuck you, you may as well fuck my ass then, fine. Like, you know, I was just like, let's do this. But it was my choice, it was my choice. And I really enjoyed yeah. it. I didn't hate it, which was great. But yeah, it was the same thing with the cum in the ass. Because I, I think at the time it was too risky for any cum, like I'm not on contraception or not using sure. contraception. Um, And I was just like, I was like, you know when you do that, like, yeah, come in my ass, kind of like. Come, yeah. come in my ass. Come yeah. here, fucking come. And then it was yeah. just like, it oh, was, yeah. y- you feel it and you feel the, t- the cock twitch and you're just like, oh, I'm yeah. t- oh, 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 oh. It's so delicious. It is good. Apart from, I, you know good. what the best bit about it is? With vaginas, when you pull out, the cum just instantly dribbles out. But with an ass, mm-hmm. it holds in. So you're like, you you can stand up and you're not run running <gasps> oh, to <what>? the toilet <laughs> naked trying to not get cum all no. over the floor.
0: You're like, huh. I could c- quite happily have this in me all day. Okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> Literally, you don't actually have to, we do, you don't have to get it out until like the next time you go to the toilet if you don't yeah, want to. Although I tend to anyway, I try to go for like a little
1: like comfortable fart and it bubbles out yeah. and yeah, it's
2: just like, uh, like. Yeah, a butt sputter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I remember this, IBS yeah. anxiety shits, okay, <laughs> cool, let's go.
0: Do you? Would you always go to the toilet? I've always tried to go to the toilet to get that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm also- not gonna
1: do it on my sheets. <laughs> I'm gonna do it <laughs> the bed, be- like oh, <laughs> sneaky fart. <bird. laughs> Put.
0: I just saw that through when I asked that question. I was like, yeah, what else?
1: <laughs>
0: Over a um, month mark- in their yeah. mouth. In their mouth. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> That's felching,
1: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally will never do that. <laughs> um, like. <laughs> I Like, that to me is just, like, playing with, like, E. coli. Like, I don't, like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need your butt juices, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe no. I'm being homophobic or butt phobic, but, yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, it's just, just not your thing. Like, if yeah. someone wants to eat it out of my ass, for sure, go for it. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure. You I'll actually... let someone do
2: it. I'll let someone yeah. do it to me. But, like, yeah. I, I won't be, like, Snacking on butt come. We
0: got way deeper into the anal chat than I thought we were going to. Yeah, we had like so many Unintended. other really unanal related questions. But this has we been did. so good. It's been so fun. Good, Zach, good. thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I'm very excited about coming on your podcast. Yes, yes, Please we'll organize
1: come. that.
2: That would be amazing. Come all over my podcast. Yes. Oh,
0: and yes. then you
1: can suck it out yes. afterwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: we'll we'll get into it so zach where can the curious fuckers find you
2: um zach noe towers anywhere like instagram twitter tiktok z-a-c-h-n-o-e-t-o-w-e-r-s
0: and your podcast
2: oh yeah um good morning sodomites (sighs) it's me and a guest talking about their sexual journey from start to now
0: Love that. Oh my God, I can't wait even more now. Yeah, that's going to be. Brilliant. So and we'll see you in LA really soon. Yes, which you is are. Very exciting. Yeah, baby yes. yeah. And thank you everyone for having a
1: listen to Fucks Given. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're not watching it on YouTube, of course you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the main places. And
0: if you loved it, share it with everyone that you know. Give it a rating and a review. And check us out on our social media at ReadAmberX. Florence Bar. And come curious. Nice.
1: That's it from us. Yeah. See you. that's about it. See you next yeah. Thursday, right? That's what we do. See you next See Thursday. See you next Thursday. See you next yeah. Thursday. See you next Thursday. <laughs> um and yeah, thank you so much. Zach, yeah. you've been amazing.
2: <laughs> thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Bye, everyone. Bye, love love you, you so much. Backers. Bye. Bye.